Hello, my name is Kira Murphy and I'm the Irish Herbalist and today I'm going to talk to you about a condition that is quite common in Ireland and it is diverticular disease. So diverticular disease incorporates both diverticulosis and diverticulitis. So I'm going to explain to you the differences between both of those. So first of all, a diverticulum, it's a small little sac. So it's like a little pouch or a herniation of the colonic mucosa that bulges through a weak spot in the colon wall. Collectively, they're known as diverticula. And when the diverticula become inflamed, the disorder is called diverticulitis. Diverticulosis can can often be asymptomatic. So sometimes people don't really know that they have it and it may just be picked up, you know, when they go into hospital, maybe for some other uh, examination. But a lot of times they, the symptoms can be, you know, pretty nonspecific, like, you know, pain and tenderness. There can be gas and bloating. Colic is quite a common symptom with the disorder. And also constipation, which often alternates with diarrhea. The main causes of diverticulosis is constipation. So I'll talk to you more in detail about how to prevent, you know, constipation in the first place. And then diverticulitis is when the waste becomes lodged in one of the bowel pockets and the faecal matter gets gets lodged in there and it becomes a toxic breeding ground. And that's when it can become very inflamed and it can lead to very serious conditions like localised peritonitis and in some cases, abscess formation. Then the abscess can extend and affect adjacent structures, which can result in fistula. So it's really, really important that people who have been diagnosed with diverticulosis or with diverticulitis make sure that they don't get, um, that this condition doesn't get any worse. It's a very common condition and affects about a third of people over the age of 50 and pretty much, uh, they say, the majority of people over the age of 80. I'm going to talk to you about how uh, diverticular disease is treated both conventionally and naturally. So a lot of times with uncomplicated diverticulosis, a high fibre diet with a bulking agent such as bran is recommended and they can often recommend antispasmodics. With acute diverticulitis, uh, the person is usually hospitalised and they're, they're on strict bed rest. They're given analgesia broad spectrum antibiotics, intravenous therapy, and most people recover. However, some people may need surgery, such as a colectomy, or if there's an abscess there, they may need drainage of it. But with natural healing and herbal medicine, we really want to look at how to avoid it getting to the situation in the first place. So an important, as we mentioned before, they don't really know the main cause, the cause of diverticular disease, but constipation is, is definitely a factor in at least 50% of it. And also people who lead a very sedentary lifestyle are more prone to uh, diverticular disease.
Diverticular disease was only really recognised in the early 1900s and that's really when people started eating more processed foods and uh, things like that. So from a herbal point of view, from a natural healing point of view, I'll just go through some dietary advice that uh, I would give my patients. To be careful of any kind of fibrous, indigestible pieces of food, particularly the raw skins of fruits and vegetables and their seeds, because they can easily set off intense pain. And although the problem has usually started through a lack of raw fibrous and unrefined food in the diet, this is not the time to introduce it. But if you have diverticulosis and you don't have any symptoms, then you know you need to start eating more fruits and vegetables. The foods really to avoid would be the kind of the processed foods and you know the the white breads and the low fiber foods, avoiding ham and bacon and fried foods. These are really difficult to digest. They're quite constipating. So too are dairy foods. So looking at a more plant-based diet with more natural fruits and vegetables and sprouted grains, um, nuts and seeds. An important thing as well to remember with diverticulosis is not to get constipated and not to strain. So not to force um, yourself to have a bowel movement and to always use a stool, a little footstool when going to the toilet because this aligns the body in proper position to eliminate waste from the bowel. Looking at, you know, lots of fibre in the diet, and I'm not a lover of bran at all, and I know that's what doctors will recommend. The reason I don't like bran is because a lot of those cereals, like all bran and things like that, they're just really processed. They're full of salt, and they're also very, very dehydrating in the body. So I prefer uh, bran to come from, uh, sorry, fibre to come from your fruits and vegetables. So you could start off by stewing apples with their skins, seeds and core in some spring water and adding a little bit of cinnamon and maybe a pinch of nutmeg in there. So stew it up and then strain out the pulp and eat a bowl of this apple puree with maybe a teaspoon of slippery elm bark and marshmallow root stirred into it and maybe some cinnamon and continue doing this until the inflammation and pain subside. And once they do, then you can uh, introduce more raw foods. A great thing to do is to buy a juicer and start juicing your fruits and vegetables. This will give you high um, proportions of good quality nutrition that is really easy to digest because it's it's in liquid form and it assimilates straight into the bloodstream. Another thing that you could look at doing is getting um, a superfood supplement. And that's a great way of providing instant nutrition. When the colon has started to heal itself, you can steam your vegetables and try small amounts of, you know, some peeled carrots and beet as a means of introducing raw foods and making some vegetable purees in a blender. But leave the skins on. And then again, after another while, as you know, your symptoms subside, you can introduce some rice and whole grains and always remember to slow down eating and chew your food really, really well. Alfalfa tea is fantastic to drink. So too is aloe vera gel. So the, the juice, the gel from an aloe vera plant is fantastic. Looking at herbs that I would give to uh, my patients with 
diverticular disease, I would look at um, antimicrobial herbs. So garlic being a fantastic one, but I wouldn't give garlic when somebody has got an acute episode because um, garlic, if you're not used to it, can, because it's so strong and it cleans up a lot of bacteria in, in the body, it can create some gas and uh, kind of colicky symptoms in people. So looking at garlic when your symptoms improved, you could start taking one clove of raw garlic daily. But I would look at echinacea and uh, golden seal is particularly good. I would look at antispasmodics because remember that uh, colic and cramp are uh, one of the main symptoms of diverticulitis. So wild yam is fantastic and it's great because it's also an anti-inflammatory and cramp bark is another specific for it. But peppermint is very good too. So uh, if you don't have access to a local herbalist, you could drink peppermint tea yourself or chamomile tea is fantastic too. Then I would use carmishives and carmishives are used when flatulence and gas are a problem. So again, peppermint is very good for that, but also valerian. Nervines, which are for stress, are also uh, a group of herbs that I would use. So valerian would be the main one and also peppermint. Taking these, uh, if you have an acute episode, seeing a herbalist, um, getting your bowels moving better. I have a full podcast on constipation which you may want to look back on my Facebook feed and you will come across it. So really important not to get constipated, to have at least one to two bowel movements daily, ideally one bowel movement for every meal that you have. It should be big and soft like cow pat. My intestinal cleansing formula is fantastic for people who are suffering with constipation and you can message me here on social media if you want to find out more about that. But that's it really. That's diverticular disease. I hope you've learned uh, more about the condition and that I've given you some tips, uh, both dietary and herbal, that you can introduce into your diet if you've got um, diverticulosis or if you've had an episode of diverticulitis. If you've any questions, feel free to post them down below or you can message me uh, through Irish Herbalist on Facebook or Instagram. So thank you very much for listening. Take care. Bye.